This is the weekly podcast for Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 13th, 2009. Located in the Middletown, Delaware, we are dedicated to connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. For more information about Connection Community Church and our ministries, please contact us at www.connectioncc.org. If you seek a relationship with Jesus or would like prayer, please call our church offices at 302 378 7692. On behalf of the entire Connection family, we thank you for listening and pray that you are blessed by God's message. <laughs> ah, Bethesda, Maryland. Hey. So that's a question we hear a lot around this time of year, isn't it? Have you been naughty or nice? And um, we want to help you out a bit. We did a little research thinking it'd be helpful if you had some way of telling naughty or nice, just not, just not your observation, but maybe some objective assessment. And so we went online, www.claws.com, and, 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 and through that, they have the nice, naughty nice archives. The naughty, and this is a search engine that's so powerful, so powerful, that all you do is plug in someone's name, and, and it searches the, arc, the entire archives and, and gives you their naughty nice rating. Pretty awesome, huh? Here you go. Okay, so we plugged in our pastors, Pastor Alan Jones, and here's what we found. Nice, but Stop has... right there. Okay. Nice, but has what? Naughty lapses. Thank you, Lord. High marks in in the good deeds department, better than average manners. Hopefully, thoughtfulness will continue as good as last month. Can you all say the next line with me? (laughs) Go ahead. Come on. Help me out. Neatness needs improvement. It's tough to be perfect. Yep. Okay. So... Just, uh, you know, you always want to give the other side even fair play. So let's look at what they put in for (laughs) Carrie Jones. Here's what we're told. Still very much on the nice list, but must continue good behavior, should eat more vegetables. (laughs) Instead of ice cream and, I'm sorry, uh, junk food. This is really a little bit true. Check this this out. Was very polite. One day, she, she must have been sitting on Santa's, that must have been her Santa day. Was very polite last Thursday. They know the day and the hour, probably. When doing chores, needs to do them as well as possible. Often, not always, exhibits good behavior. Oh, boy. Okay, so we thought it would be fair to report on our entire staff since we all depend on them. Um, So here we are, Pastor of Spiritual Formation, Lori Brown. Lori, nice but has been naughty at times. Oh, you better watch out. You better not. Anyway, neatness and politeness have been very good over the last two Two, weeks. Two stinking weeks. (laughs) Two weeks. Getting ready for Santa. Okay. Shows proper respect for others. Shares well, but could always be better. With a little more effort, could be near top of a nice list. And then we had Ted Ruskowski, who was up here a few minutes ago, our Director of Creative Arts and Worship. Been nice most of the year. Now, he's just not a two-weeker. Yeah, Laurie, he's just not a two-weeker, but he's most of the year, not just at Christmas time, he makes others happy, oh, Megan. That's you, the part I you, like, you know. Thank you. And could share a little more, more, however, politeness is sometimes 
sometimes very good. And he can be a great listener. Okay, so we go to Mike Rotina, Director of Finance. Overall, nightness outweighs naughtiness. That's a good thing. Was good a lot last month. Well, Again, I wonder a about poser, the other month. Christmas poser. Politeness often good, but has room for improvement. Can help around the house more instead of watching so much TV. These are alarmingly true. Hey, this is the archives. Come on. Expected to move even higher up nice list. And we'd like to have done, you know, we just didn't have time. So do the www.r.qual.com when you get home and you'll, you'll get yours. Overall, when you say we have a pretty nice staff, amen, yeah. amen, yeah, according to the archives. Naughty or nice, doing what we're supposed to do. In a word, obedience. That's what we're talking about this morning, this morning, unwrapping the gift of obedience. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by God's grace. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of laughter. We thank you that we can come here this morning and praise and worship your name. Lord, may we leave today a little bit different than when we walked in. We pray this in your name, Jesus, the Savior, the Christ. And all of Connection Church said, amen. Amen. All right, so, you know, for kids especially, uh, this whole idea of have you been good, have you been naughty or nice, Santa's checking his list how many times? Twice. Twice, yeah. An important part of Christmas, right? Yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, when we ask, have we done what we were supposed to do? Have we been, in a word, obedient? obedient? Well, as we get older, we tend to get away this naughty and nice question. Actually, the whole idea of obedience just kind of seems like it shouldn't apply to us. I mean, we can walk it out our own way, can't we? Uh, I mean, that whole word obedience actually can be offensive to some of us. It means that we're complying to someone else's rule, that we are um, being controlled by someone else. You know, it's one thing to say to a kid, you need to be obedient. But how about when we're called to be obedient? That's a little tougher. And yet, obedience is a, a very, very important part of the Christmas story. Being obedient is an absolutely crucial characteristic of, well, other than Jesus, of like the two main human characters in the story, Mary and Joseph. And so we're going to look at Mary and Joseph today. Let's start with Joseph. Here's what we find in the book of Matthew, and I'm reading from Eugene Peterson's message. The birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they came to the marriage bed, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph chagrined, Joseph chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. While he was trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. God's angel spoke in the dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. 
Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth. And and when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves. Because he will save his people from their sins. This would bring the prophet's embryonic embryonic sermon to full term. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son. They will name him Emmanuel, Hebrew, for God with us. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded in the dream. He married Mary, but he did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby. He named the baby Jesus. Isn't that just an incredible story? I mean, Joseph does exactly what he's told to do in the dream. And we don't read in Scripture that it was what he wanted to do. I'm sure he had doubts. I'm sure in some ways it was the last thing he wanted to do. It doesn't tell us that it was easy for him to do. In fact, if we really think about it, it was probably very, very much not easy for him to do. You know, he, he knew there would be talk. He, he knew that a lot of people would probably think him very foolish for taking this already pregnant young girl to be his bride. But after hearing what God told him in a dream, Joseph did what was right. Joseph followed God's command in obedience regardless of what anybody else thought. He was obedient to what God said in the dream. Now, God didn't give him any guarantees. God did not lay out that whole plan. I mean, you heard what God said. He didn't tell Joseph that he would see to it that everything would be okay, that it would be smooth sailing from that point on. All God told him was the plan and what his part of the plan would be. Here's the thing. Joseph heard God. I mean, he had the dream, but he really heard what God said to him in that dream. He obeyed what God called him to do. He stepped out in faith. As challenging as that could have been, he stepped out in faith because that's what God told him to do. You know, what would have happened if Joseph hadn't done what God told him to do in that dream? And, you know, if we think of that, we probably think, well, come on. How, how could Joseph disobey God? It's Joseph. Come on now. Well, it's possible. I mean, he's human. <clears throat> People disobey God and what God calls them to do all the time. I do. I'm sure you do or you have done disobey what God wants you to do. Of course, on the other hand, I'm sure God knew Joseph's heart, just like he knows your heart and my heart. And he knew that Joseph was a good and righteous man, and he knew that Joseph would be obedient to what God told him in the dream. But never forget, Joseph is human, and God has given him, as a human being, choice. But in this case, he chose to be obedient. And so we've taken a look at Joseph's obedience. Now let's take a look at Mary. First, we find her in the book of Luke. Mary is visited by an angel. The angel's name was Gabriel. 
Here's what the writer Luke tells us. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph and the virgin's name, Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You are beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like this. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. Ooh. Uh. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great. Be called son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. And Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son, old as she is? <laughs> Everyone called her barren, and here she is six months pregnant. Nothing, you see, say the rest, is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I am the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Then the angel left her. But how? Mary asked. I've never slept with a man. And see, I don't think she's questioning what God's doing. She's just trying to make some sense out of it, trying to understand how this is possible since she's a virgin. She hasn't done what it takes to have a baby under normal circumstances. The angel explains it, and she seems to grasp it as much as I guess anyone could grasp this incredible concept. Whether she really grasps it or not, she does this. She, she puts her future in God's hands, and she says, well, let it be as it is told. In other words, she makes herself quite obedient to what the Lord calls her to. The gift of obedience. Hmm. It's one thing to be obedient when it's not really going to cost you anything. In fact, it's pretty easy to be obedient when there's no cost, but it's another thing to be obedient when there's a cost, especially a high cost. And for Mary, it was at high cost, her obedience. She would be carrying a child, not fathered, by her fiancé, in her time, that was cause for being stoned. Wow. She'd been told the truth by the angel, but the people in the town hadn't. Her parents hadn't. The angel only visited Mary. I mean, can you imagine how tough those conversations would have been with her parents? Can you imagine what the townspeople were saying behind Mary's back. Oh, her obedience, the cost, it was very high. Hmm. 
And, and we might say, well, was she really obedient? I mean, it wasn't like Joseph where he had a choice. He could have still chosen not to marry her. God says, hey, you're it, baby. Boom, you got it. Eh, I don't know if she had a choice or not, but she did choose to, be, to say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to do what you're calling me to do. I'm, I'm open to you. And that's, that's why we call this the gift of obedience. Because most of the time, uh, obedience is very challenging, isn't it? And so it's through God's um, uh, strength and through our relying on God that we are able to be obedient, especially to the things God calls us to, to the incredible things God calls to, to the things that are beyond what we even think might be possible. And so we open ourselves up to God. We pray for the strength to do what God calls us to do. And in so doing, we um, accept this gift of obedience that the Lord gives us. And that's exactly what Mary did as she said, you know, (laughs) whatever you say, I'm in. You know, as challenging as it must have been for Mary at that point where Gabriel visited her and announced her pregnancy, the real challenge for Mary didn't come at that point. But the real challenge, the cost of obedience, came some 33 years later. And it it just boggles my mind, the cost of her obedience. Listen to what Margaret Feinberg has to say about how painful it must have been for Mary to obediently serve God. Yeah, last week we unwrapped the gift of, uh, of hope as we shared that there were some 300 Old Testament prophecies that 
were pointing to the coming Messiah, 300 uh, messianic prophecies, as they're called. And today we see in the words of Margaret Feinberg there on the screen that, that God used the obedience of a teenage girl. I mean, uh, if you read commentary, she probably was only 13 or 14 years old at the age they often got married back then, 13 or 14 years old. He used the, the obedience of a young girl like that to fulfill those Old Testament prophecies. This, this teenage girl, Mary, would endure great pain so that we might be redeemed by the blood of Christ on the cross there when he died. It's hard to fathom, isn't it? It's hard to fathom Mary, Jesus' mom, and the extent of her obedience. Wow. I can't even wrap my mind around that. God had plans for Mary. God knew Mary inside and out. God has plans for you because God knows you inside and out. You didn't arrive by just some scientific thing, but it was by God's design and God's plan. God has a hope and a future for you, not to harm you, but for you to prosper. And when I say prosper, I don't mean financially, but I mean rich in his love and in his grace. God has plans for you. You're not here by accident. Not at all. You were created and designed for God's purpose. So what is God calling you? What is God speaking into your heart? It might not be an audible voice. It might not be an angel. It might not be a dream. It could be a gentle whisper. It could be a nudge. But what is God calling you to? That's the question to really lean into, to really think about. God has great plans for you and for me. And God will communicate those plans in some way. And then once God does communicate those plans in whatever way it is, the next question becomes this. Will we be obedient? Will will we be obedient to what God desires in our lives? We'd all love to be able to say yes, wouldn't we? Yes, Lord, I will be obedient to whatever you call. (laughs) Yeah, we'd like to. But being obedient isn't always easy, is it? In fact, often being obedient to what God calls us to is not easy because uh, there are elements that are not known. Because God rarely gives us the whole story. We don't get the rest of the story till we've stepped out in faith, and then it's kind of piecemeal. I think that's because if he gave us the whole story, it would scare us to death, and we'd never take the first step. That's not always easy, and it's certainly not always painless. The Apostle Paul 
just read through the, the book of Acts and what, you know, his story, and you know that following what God calls us to isn't always painless. In fact, more often than not, there's pain, some kind of pain involved. Yeah. Joseph found that out, that it wasn't easy, it wasn't painful. Mary certainly found that out. And for her, the, the real pain, the real challenge was 33 years after she said okay to being obedient to God's call. And so we have two questions before us. What is God calling you to? How is God calling you to be obedient? And will you say yes? It's really tough. It is. You know, I, I don't know what it is for you. I know what it is for me, ways that I deny God all the time. God's calling me to uh, obedience in this one area, and, and I just sometimes ignore. Boy, that's costly, isn't it? What about you? What area of your life is God calling you to be obedient in? Is it with a certain direction in your life? Is it to spend more time at home with your kids? Is it to treat your spouse in in a particular way, you know, with God's eyes? Is it to make right something that you've wronged? How is God calling you and to this, this area of obedience? You know, if we're in Christ, we... We can try to ignore God, but actually that's sin to do that. When God calls us in this particular direction, turning our backs on that call, ooh, wow, what an act of disobedience that is. And so this morning, we want to encourage you during this last song to spend some time thinking about what area of your life you need to uh, respond to God in obedience and actually unrip, unwrap that gift of obedience. We can do that because it's in our weakness we get God's strength. We can do that because God goes before us. God is Emmanuel, God with us. And so we can risk doing it because everything in here, you know, the way that God lays our life out says, come and follow me. God doesn't make mistakes. So we can be obedient. There's a high cost if we're not. So during this last song, spend some time on the steps in prayer. You can pray from your seats. You can go back in the prayer corner and ask for prayer. But we encourage you to unwrap that gift of obedience and celebrate the gift of obedience. Amen? Let's pray. God, um, I confess this is a really hard thing to be obedient at times. We tend to stray so easily. Help us be obedient to your call and claim on our lives. Help us be obedient to the direction that you call us to. Help us be obedient to 
whatever role we play in our family, husband, wife, mother, daughter, sister, brother, and treat one another in a way that honors and glorifies you. And God, thank you for calling us to something, but walking alongside of us, actually ahead of us when you call us. Thank you for your son, Jesus, the savior of the world, Emmanuel, God with us. We glorify your name. And all of Connection Church said, amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly message from Connection Community Church. If you would like more information about what you just heard, or if you seek a relationship with Jesus, please call our church offices at 302-378-7692. You can also find out more about our ministries and upcoming events on our website at www.connectioncc.org. Thank you again for listening, and may this be the greatest week of your life. Thank you.